Welcome to the Talk Faith Podcast, an outreach ministry of Lone Star Church in Northwest Missouri. Each month, we will bring you a timely message of faith from the Word of God that we believe will make an impact in your life. Let's join Pastor C.F. Rainey for this month's message. We want to welcome you into our May podcast. We are so grateful that you're listening. Excited to, to be with you again here on the Talk Faith podcast. And this month, May, right? So I was thinking, praying about May. What did we want to do for May? And May is a time when a lot of people right now, especially if you have high school age kids or college age kids, you're, you're getting ready for graduation and they're getting ready to leave the nest. You're getting ready to either nudge them out of the nest or try to keep them in the nest, whatever uh, boat you, that you land in there. And uh, so we're going to talk about the plan of God for your life. And I have some amazing guests with me this morning as uh, we're recording this. So first off, uh, once again, I have my wife, Nicole. Nicole and I have been pastoring at Lone Star for the last coming up on 19 years. Uh, we'll be married 25 years next month. And uh, so she is an amazing minister of the gospel, teacher of the word of God. And uh, Nicole, thankful to have you with us again on the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. And then I have two other guests, and uh, these special guests are my two nieces. I have more than that, but they're the two that are with us today. And so I have my niece, Abby, Abby Bounds, and then I have my niece, Gracie, Gracie Wilson. And uh, they are sisters, and I'm going to let them share a little bit about where they're at right now. And then we're going to uh, get into the Word and just do what we do on the podcast and just talk faith and talk about what God is doing in our lives and hopefully uh, give you some insight in how to find the plan of God for your life. So we'll start with the older of the two. We'll defer with age to Abby. So if Abby, you just want to introduce yourself, tell a little bit about uh, where you're at now and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. First of all, this really is such an honor. I've been listening through my phone and now to be here is a true honor. So thank you, Pastor. Um, Right now, I'm finishing my third year at Rama School of World Missions. Uh, And I'm newly married, so my husband and I are about to move home. By the time this airs, it'll be about a week until we move home. And we'll be serving with with you guys at Lone Star. And we really are just so excited to be putting the training that we got from Rama into practice at Lone Star. Amen. And so you mentioned your husband. I'll I'll let you mention his name so so that he's not just anonymous. Yeah, he's not anonymous. His name is Cole Marvin. (laughs) Okay, and so Cole... I'm sure he enjoys that part. Everything got mentioned here on the podcast, including his middle name. But Cole's also, right, a student at Rama, uh, getting ready to finish up his his second year there as well. And so Abby and Cole have, have been uh, attending Rama together this last year. Uh, they, they'd been separate before, uh, but uh, married and finishing up this last year, getting ready to finish up and uh, come back and serve at uh, Lone Star. And so we're excited about that as uh, pastors and obviously as uncle and aunt, excited to have them back as well. And now, so number two in the sisters, there are three sisters, and we'll give a mention to the youngest, Lily. She's not here. She's at school as we're recording this, uh, but make sure to mention her. But Gracie is the middle daughter of uh, my brother Kent and his wife, Shauna. And so, Gracie, maybe just share a little bit about where you're at and what you're doing right now. Yeah, um, first, I'd also just like to thank you guys for having me and trusting me to 
say something biblical today. Um, so I I graduated in 2021, and then I chose to go on to Go Ministries, which is an internship in Louisiana. Um, that kind of just pre- prepares you for life as a Christian, um, specifically like if you're wanting to go into ministry, there's lots of opportunities to learn um, kind of what ministry is all about, hands-on. Um, so that's that's where I've been for the last year, and then after my year-long inter- internship, it started in August, and I'll graduate this coming July, um, I'm planning on coming back to Lone Star Church. So. All right, and uh, so so that is the exciting part uh, for us, uh, first as aunt and uncle to have uh, Gracie and Abby and uh, Cole as well come back and uh, be with us at Lone Star, but have them go and, and get trained and then come back and, and bring all those things they've learned and, and all that's been put in them. Uh, so thankful. Nicole and I are also graduates of Rama, and uh, we know it, it's just an amazing Bible school, and so thankful for the Hagen family and all that they do in pouring into uh, not just young people, but people of all ages and training them up for ministry. And uh, thankful they'll be bringing what they've learned there back, and then with Gracie at Go Ministries, um, and we love Go Ministries, Pastor Steve Munns, uh, he and Miss Becky uh, started it, and uh, Pastors Josh and Lacey Braydahl are, are kind of over it right now, his daughter and son-in-law, just amazing people, and we know they're teaching her great things as well. They've been sending us videos. Uh, she's been helping with the worship team at the church they're at and uh, speaking and doing some things, and so we're excited that they can go get trained up and come back. And, and so maybe I'll start with you, Nicole, because Nicole and I, are the parents of three children, Bo, Lucy, and Olive. And Bo is getting ready to finish his junior year of high school. So we're heading towards this moment that Gracie and Abby have already been into uh, as far as leaving the nest and and what that looks like and making those decisions. And so maybe just, Nicole, as a mother, how you're going to to approach this next year and and what that looks like from the parent side and and then we'll we'll talk with Gracie and Abby about what that looks like from the young person side um so that's a great question I don't know that I necessarily have a, a plan other than being led by the spirit of God um this is our first time doing it so you know I don't I don't know necessarily what I'm doing other than being led by the Spirit of God and making sure I'm directing my son towards hearing from the Holy Spirit. Because as you know, we all know that um, God's Word is His plan for us, but it is not written in His Word, uh, Bo, go to this college, or Bo, go to this school, Bo, go to this organization. Um, And so that only comes as He fellowships with the Father. So my plan is to direct Him to be able to hear from the Father. Amen. And, and I think it's interesting, um, you know, when when Christian young people are getting ready to graduate high school or graduate college, and because those are the big moments, because up until you're 17, 18, however you old you are when you graduate high school, your life has basically been dictated by your parents, right? I mean, from the time you were born, they bring you home, you're little... Uh, you know, going to church, going to school, going to camps, whatever you do, your parents are the ones in charge of those decisions. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to be leaving, and now you're going to be in charge of decisions. And and I know, and Nicole and I have talked about this with Bo, uh, you know, walking through 
what is that next step with him? Not not just that it's completely him at this point, but it's also not the way it's been in the past, that it's completely us, that we're walking through it together and, and not making decisions for him, but, but trying to help guide those decisions. And, and it's so important because you, you think of uh, in, in the Bible and the scripture, I think that always comes up is in uh, Jeremiah, right? 29, 11. And uh, we, we use this scripture all the time and it's an amazing scripture. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for di- disaster to give you a future and a hope. And so we know that God has a plan for our life. We know God has a plan for our children's life. But, but in looking in that, how do we get there, right? How, how do you find the plan of God for your life? And then how do you start to take those steps towards it? So, so maybe and we'll go with you, Abby, first, because uh, you, you entered into this but before Gracie did. But you're, you're in high school, right? You're a successful student. You're doing well. I'm sure you, you had multiple colleges that if you applied, you were accepted at and could go. So there's these choices ahead of you, right? Uh, if, if we look at it as a, as a picture there, right? Road one, two, three, four, right? A, B, C, D, whatever it is. How do we get to that point? Or how did you get to that point to know that Rama was the place you needed to be? Yeah, I think my story honestly is a little bit unique. Um, I got born again when I was five and then filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 13. So I began hearing from the Holy Spirit early, like I had been in practice for a long time and then receiving such great teaching from you guys at church about how to be led by the Holy Ghost, not only in church, but also in youth group. I had been practicing hearing the voice of the Lord for a while. So it wasn't like I got to age 18 and was suddenly panicked because I needed to hear from the Father. It was something that you had been, you know, teaching us and instilling in us for a long time. And so I actually was 13 years old when the Lord instructed me to go to Rama. I was at camp meeting in Summer Blitz, and they did an altar call for anyone that felt called to go to Rama. and I went forward. And that anchor moment is sort of what grounded me through high school, you know, when colleges came knocking and said, go here, or um, the National Guard even came knocking and asked if I wanted to go there. When all these people gave me different offers, that anchor moment, that you know, that one word from the Father that I got when I was 13 was what grounded me and held me on my course and was why I ended up in the will of God after I graduated high school. Um, I think if I hadn't have had that moment, it would have been much more difficult to say no to the seemingly lucrative offers that I, I got in high school. Okay, and, and so Gracie, right, you just made this decision and, and there's, there's all kinds of things. And, and so if, if you're listening and you're not familiar with Lone Star and with us, we're in a rural area. Uh, the, the church is uh, uber rural I, I don't, I don't, as far as where the church is located. But so uh, Abby and Gracie, right, our kids go to what most consider would be, be small schools. And so in a smaller school, everyone kind of knows what everyone's plans are leaving. And so you get to that point, and it's not just your friend group, but it's your entire class talking about, well, well this is what I'm going to do next year, and this, I'm going to this college, and I'm joining the, the military. I'm going to welding school. Or I'm doing this. And so, Gracie, you get to this point, and you feel led not to even go to a school, but, but to enter this ministry internship and training. And, and so how did you approach that decision? And uh, maybe not only how did you get there, but how did you approach that when you're talking to Uh, friends and other people yeah so my senior year um there I guess I kind of found a moment of desperation because there was 
a lot of kids in my class who knew exactly what they were going to do. Um, and I kind of thought I knew exactly what I was going to do. Um, I was planning on going to a school that everybody else was going to go to. It was close to home, and I was just going to get, like, a teaching degree, and that was my plan. And then um, the moment of desperation happened, and I lost a lot of friends. And I kind of found out that the reason I was going to that school wasn't necessarily because that's what I felt called to do. It was because I felt it was what I had to do um, or it was what was expected of me. And so that moment which really was, like, the entire last half of my senior year when I realized, like, well, when everything else falls through, what do I have left, you know? And it it really was Jesus. And so I just had to trust, number one, like the Bible says in John 10, like, I hear God's voice, you know, my sheep know my voice. So I really had to trust that I was hearing, that I can hear his voice, and then I had to trust, just like Pastor C.F. was saying, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, that his plans are good for me. So I, I got to a place where I realized I couldn't be following my own plans anymore. I really had to listen to what, what was the, in, uh, we call it like the inward witness. I really just had to listen, like, what is that? It w- and it was the thing that made no sense. <laughs> like, go to an internship so far away from home where you don't know anybody and, um, and it didn't make any sense because, like, Abby, you know, I had these college offers. I I could have gone to school and gotten paid to go to school with how many scholarships I had. But it just, you know, it didn't seem right. And so I just had to trust that I can hear his voice and that maybe even the thing that sounds crazy was the right thing to do. Amen. And and so, Nicole, looking at it again from a parent's perspective, um, we want our kids to be successful. We, we want our kids to do well, right? It's It's... When your kid's born, you're like, they're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, and they're going to go to an Ivy League school, or they're going to go to my school, or they're going to do these things. And, and I think we, we even in the church sometimes, Nicole, we, we get this blurred vision of what success is. Because ultimately, success is fulfilling the plan of God for your life, no, no matter what that is. If it's a doctor, praise the Lord. If it's a lawyer, praise the Lord. If it is a businessman, if it is a teacher, a coach, if, if it's having a whatever secular job you feel led to, to go into that field and then sowing into your church and volunteering, right? Fulfilling that plan. And, and so Nicole, how do you maybe, and, and this would probably be a better question you ask me because I tend to be the hovering, the helicopter parent with, with our children compared to you. She just rolled her eyes. Uh, you can't see that, but she did. (laughs) She rolled her eyes when, when I said that. Uh, but, but how do you, uh, maybe get to that point where you're releasing some of these things to your child to make these decisions. Well, I think, again, we are in the thick of it. So um, ask me when Olive graduates from high school, what we did right and what we did wrong. But I personally think that, number one, being in a good church that's teaching you these things about the plan of God. Um, Ephesians chapter two talks about how there's a course to this world and we're not a we're not supposed to flow with that course. So we don't measure success by what the world measures success. We measure success based on what the plan of God is. Um, I tell my children this. I, I don't care what God calls you to do. Whatever he's called you to do, you can be successful at it. And you can be prosperous. 
Um, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know those plans and thoughts that I have towards you, saith the Lord. They're plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster to give you a future, but to give you a future and a hope. So his plan, when we submit to his plan and we respond to it, number one, gives you peace and it's well-being. It's not for disaster for your life. So I think making sure that, number one, as a parent, that you understand that the plan of God is greater than any other thought towards your children. And number two, that you are driving home to your children. The plan of God is better. It's prosperous. It's greater than any other thought you can have. And the enemy will always bring distractions. It's, he, he loves to distract people. He loves to offer people better offers, better ideas. But the plan of God is the highest, highest path. And and so you look at that, and, and I'll come back to you, Abby, you look at that, and and so people understand. If if you go to, right, a uh, technical college, okay, so you're going to come out, you're going to be a welder, you're going to be someone that works on air conditioners and furnaces, or you go to uh, a college, so you're going to get a business degree or an education degree, and this is what you're going to do. So so your path took you to Rama, Rama Bible Training College, which is where again Nicole and I went, and it is really uh, not 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 a college in the sense of of most normal colleges. It is geared specifically for ministry training, and and so uh, people look at that and they they they're like, so what are you going to do with that? And and so when 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 you saw those things, maybe even had those own thoughts when when you're especially you know that seventeen eighteen year old looking at what you're doing in your future. So so when you get to that point, what's in your heart or what's coming out of you when when those questions arise? Yeah, that that question was definitely super common, especially from people that love you and are concerned for you. They they want you to not be living on the street when you graduate, you know, which is a fair concern. I mean, I if if I hadn't have had the background I had, I'm sure I would have asked people the same question. So I think I first had to start from a place of love and compassion, knowing that those people were well-intended people uh, and they're not trying to knock me off the plan of God for my life. They just want me to eat food. Um, so I think settling that in my heart first was a really big thing, but also reminding myself that whenever you're hearing the voice of the Lord and obeying, he always provides. So, so even though it seemed, how am I, how am I gonna, you know, get a job after Rama? You know, what, what kind of job does that look, look like? Um, I, I heard the voice of the Lord and I obeyed his plan for my life. And now coming out of that, he's worked, he's working the next step in my life, which um, if I would have, for example, gone to college while I was at Rama, which is an option, you can uh, you can do college, like real, I don't know, is secular college the right term? Secular college while you're at Rama. If I would have done that, I would have had to pay for it all myself because my, my scholarships would only cover Rama. Um, but now I'm planning on finishing my degree, you know, in the fall after I've graduated Rama. And because the Lord knew I was going to get married, my college will now be paid for. So following the steps in the order that he gives you is so vital and so important. And I think, you know, I think about Bo or Lucy, you know, your kids, if they were standing here and I had to give them a piece of advice, it would just be to hear and obey because his plans seriously are always better than anything you could come up with yourself. Amen. And so, Gracie, I'm going to come to you, but but let me preface my question to you with this. So when, when I was graduating high school and I graduated, I was actually 17 when I graduated, turned 18 that summer. And so I'm at this point and all of my classmates are going to college. All to this point, my 
two older brothers, your, your dad and his twin, Kevin, had went to college. And my older sister, Ramona, had went to college. You know, I was National Honor Society, like you all. I had good grades. I had, uh, you know, good test scores. And so I had opportunities to go to, to college. And, and I didn't know how to be led by the Spirit of God. I didn't have that understanding at that point in my life. And so I went to the University of Missouri because I thought it's what was expected of me, not just from uh, family, friends, community. And, and so I just went, and, and looking back, realizing that wasn't where God wanted me to be at 18. So, so Gracie, you, uh, even a little different than Abby, although Rama is not the, the, the college uh, experience that, that many have or the type of college, Rama still, right, you're going to classes. It, it, it looks like, like a college, and, and they're doing those things just in, in as far as material different ways what they're training up. You go to an internship, and, and if you've ever been in an internship and you're listening, you understand it's a job that you're paying to work, right? And, and, and so while they do have classes and they're, they're teaching you things, uh, how did you get over those expectations that maybe you thought, again, in a small community, what people had on you to get to Shreveport, Louisiana, to where God wanted you to be? Yeah, I think it really just came down to whose expectations am I looking to fulfill? And it's it's not the people who live in my town, and it's not my friends, and it's not really even my family. Like, it's really just I want to fulfill the plan of God in my life, and that's what it comes down to. And so um, with any other college, you know, I wouldn't have felt peace about it. And so I just knew I had to follow what I felt was right. And I'm like, <laughs> a lot of people, I think, overcomplicate it. But as long as I, like, when it came down to it, I was like, this is what I feel like God is telling me to do. It seems right. I feel peace about it. And even if it's wrong, <laughs> even if it's wrong, I know that he'll have a makeup plan for me. And so I was just like, this is what I'm going to do in um, pursuit of the plan of God on my life. Amen. And, and, and I think that's so important. And, and if you're listening to this, right, you, you can say, well, this, this podcast, this one really not for me. I, I'm, I'm not a high school student. I'm not a college student. I'm not in my early twenties or I'm not a parent of someone in, in that place. But the thing is you can take all of these concepts, these biblical truths that we've talked about and put it to work in your life for the plan of God, whether you're 18, 25, 55, 75, we see throughout the Bible, God has a plan for everyone's life. And, and there are people, and maybe you're listening, and I just feel like uh, the Spirit of God wants me to share this. There are people that you're listening, and maybe you're like, man, those girls, man, they got it together. They they heard from God, and they went and did what God told them to do. I didn't do that. I just did what was expected of me. I went into the family business, and I've hated it for the last 30 years, and I I go to work and it's a grind and I, I, I don't feel like it's where God wants me, but what am I going to do? I'm 50 or I'm 60 or I'm 70. Read the Bible. There, there are multiple people in the Bible that didn't fully walk into what they were called to do until later in life. Jesus didn't enter ministry until he was 30. You, you, you look at Moses and Abraham, you know, well into life on this earth before they really entered into what God had called them. So everything we're talking about, the plan of God for your life, is true whether you're just getting ready to begin it as an adult or you've been an adult for a number of years and you, you're like, I, I think, hey, Pastor CF, I think I missed it. 
what do I do? What you do is you ask forgiveness, you seek God, and then you start being obedient to what he's called you to do. And and so, Nicole, again, we, we look at this, and I was just thinking about this as, as the girls were talking, that as a parent, right, we, we know this is what we call, uh, you know, the the chicks are leaving the nest. But thing is, you can't nudge them out of the nest if you haven't taught them how to use their wings. You can't nudge them out of the nest if you haven't taught them how to survive on their own, right? If, if you've been, and again, this comes back to me, right? If you've been cutting their meat, if you've been right, doing all these things for them, cutting their, cutting their grapes in half so they don't choke when they're 16, right? Oh, no, you can't eat a whole hot dog and do those that things. He does not do that, <laughs> but, but he, he would could. if he, he could. <laughs> if, if, if I wasn't married to you, I might still be uh-huh. doing some of those for things. For sure, for sure. And, and so as a parent, how, how do you train up that child, right? The Bible says train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they should not depart from it. So so what's that look like from your perspective? I, I kind of want to go back a little bit what you'd mentioned about, you know, if you've missed it, maybe you've, maybe you, here's the thing, maybe you've been in ministry, and ministry isn't your call, and you're called to be a banker. I mean, it can go both ways, because I think that sometimes we think that the only thing in life to do is do ministry, and the thing that I want to point out is um, people who are called to ministry, it really is a, a small number of people who are called into the fivefold ministry, um, apostle, prophet, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Um, and so I, I love the story in Luke 5 where Jesus, Simon, and it was on the boat fishing, and they had toiled all night long and fished all night long, and they hadn't caught anything, and they pulled their nets up, cleaned them, and Jesus shows up on the scene, and he says these words to them, Drop your nets. And then here was Simon's response to the first command of Jesus. But master, we've worked all night and we haven't caught anything. But then he switched his heart. He said, nevertheless, what you say we will do and we'll let down our nets. And I think that's so interesting because his first response to Jesus' command was, I can't do what you called me to do. we've done this, I've tried this, I can't do this. But he changed, he he did a heart change right there in that moment. He said, nevertheless, maybe your nevertheless has been 10 years or five years or two years or three years. It doesn't matter. You can say, nevertheless, Lord, I'm going to do what you called me to do. And you just make that adjustment just like that. It's so simple. It's so quick. And honestly, a response like that to the plan of God, because his word says in Proverbs that, um, the steps of man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. His, your steps are ordered of the Lord, but you have to respond to those steps. You have to take proper um, actions with your steps. Um, but it's simple. It's not hard. And I think Abby said something about we don't have to overcomplicate. Or maybe Gracie, we don't, it's not, we don't overcomplicate it. It's not hard. We just respond from our heart, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I'll do it. Um, but what was your other question? I totally missed that. We'll say that again. Say your question well, just, again. Just preparing your child to to leave the nest, right? Because, and it goes back to, Nicole, you think in the Bible. So so in the Bible, we see there are many false gods in the Bible that, that other nations worship, right? Egypt and, and the Romans and, and worship false gods. So in the Bible, in the Old Testament especially, we see God, the one true God, with this name, the God of Abraham. Once God had a covenant with Abraham, God was the one true God was referred to as the God of Abraham. Then he was the God of Abraham and Isaac. Then he was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is how they referred to God. So what that means is 
It wasn't just Abraham had a relationship with God. He taught Isaac how to have a relationship with God. Isaac taught Jacob how to have a relationship with God. And we've heard from both Abby and Gracie today the importance of teaching your children how to hear from God, that, that you are not their priest, right? You're not the one that hears from God and, and disseminates that to them. No, you've got to teach them how to hear from God because whether you like it or not, and you may be listening and you're like, my babies are never leaving. I'm going to keep them forever, right? If, if that's you, here's the thing. At some point, they will leave. And if they've never been taught that God is their God, that he's their father, that the Holy Spirit lives in them and leads them, then they're going to have issues in life. And so how do you get to that point maybe with your children that you as a parent have a comfort level that, man, I, I know my children hear from God? Well, what's interesting is with each of my children, God has specifically talked to me about their life. Um, he's talked to me about, and not far, far, too far in the future, but he has talked to me about the next steps for their life. I haven't shared that with them. Um, but what I do do is in Romans eight fourteen, it talks as it talks about as for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Then verse 16 says that the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And I think the biggest thing that we have done as parents is that we've taught our children how to be led by the spirit of God. I don't think you could ever get away from that. Um, because it would be really easy for a parent to be like, well, this is what you need to do, and this is this is your plan, and this is what you need to do. First of all, that doesn't always work. I mean, maybe the girls here, I don't know if that happened to them. You know, maybe their parents are, made suggestions, and they didn't really like the suggestions. <laughs> I see the faces. You know, I don't know that that would really work with my children. Um, and we are definitely called to watch over the plan for their life, but we're not to walk out their plan. That's their job. And the only way they're going to do that is by hearing from the Father, and that is teaching them how to have fellowship and teaching them how to hear from God. Abby, you said something um, in the beginning that you were five years old when you got born again, but you were 13 when you got filled with the Holy Ghost, and the, that when you got filled with the Holy Spirit is when you really started hearing from God. And I think that is vital as well as teaching your children about how to be, or excuse me, um, about the Holy Spirit um, and not drawing back from that, not drawing back from that next step in their life. And uh, so many times in churches and homes, we draw back from that. When that is the next step after salvation, and that's going to help your children um, have fellowship with the Father. It's the gateway. It's the door to have fellowship with the Father. Amen. Abby, you want to share something there? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that my my mom, Shauna, she I mean, did a fantastic job being a mother. I'm like, seriously, she's not a mom that stands in the pulpit and tells you how to parent your kids, but she'll sit with a cup of coffee and tell you, this is what worked with my kids and this is what didn't. She really is just a model mother. And one thing that her and Pastor Nicole just did so well, um, parenting us and then parenting our cousins, Bo and Lucy and Olive, was um, no matter what it costs, we're going to get our kids in the presence of God. I remember uh, when we were... I mean, when we were younger, some of some of our summers, the only vacation we went on was to Rama and to camp meeting. Because if you have one option, are we going to go to the beach or are we going to go sit at Jesus's feet? You know, and those moments are what what instilled in me, first of all, how to hear from the voice of the Lord, but then how to sit in the Father's presence. You know, and that's what cultivated a real relationship with between me and Jesus. Now it's not. Jesus sitting 
you know, me sitting in a pew and hearing a pastor. Now it's Jesus, my friend, Jesus, my father, Jesus, my brother, Jesus, my, you know, Jesus, my everything. You know, when, when he left, uh, when Jesus left the earth, he said, I'll send you another. And it wasn't another, you know, God, this mystery thing. The Holy Spirit is not this, you know, we think of it sometimes like, uh, like a ghost sort of, you know, floating around. No, he sent us another Jesus, just like Jesus was to the disciples. The Holy Spirit is to us, but better. You know, Peter could go up to Jesus and ask him anything the same way we can go to the Holy Spirit and ask him, where should I go to college? Where should my kids go to college? You know, them getting us in the presence of God is what cultivated a real relationship between Jesus and us just in those moments. And I think that's so vital. I mean, I don't have kids, but that's something my mom did great. Abby, I'd like to echo just for a second um, about your mama, Shauna, who happens to be should I admit this? My cousin and my sister-in-law. <laughs> we're not from. We're not from the deep south. We're not from Arkansas, but right? All our kids I didn't marry my cousin. I married two. Yeah, a cousin <laughs> of someone, right? <laughs> two brothers married two cousins, but not from our own family, right, right. right? There are different trees there in the family tree. So you know, um, our whole life we've grown up together and have had close relationships, and it's just God brought us together, and He called us together as a family to do ministry together. But I've watched her raise her girls, and um, I can't even tell you the amount of times weekly, weekly that I have got on the phone or sent a message and like, I need help. Can you help me with this? And probably you girls know this, what she'll say. She'll say this to me. You're an overcomer. How many, how much, how rich would you be if you could go back (laughs) and get a dollar for every time? Yes. For every time she said that, Nicole, you're an overcomer. So now I get to tell my children because of the wisdom that your mom poured into my life. um, And like you said, she doesn't stand behind a pulpit. But there's an anointing on her to help. And I tell people, I'm like, listen, go talk to Shauna, Shauna Wilson. She will help you. And, like, she's got wisdom from heaven. And she um, she would tell you, I didn't do it perfect, but she heard from the Father. And she heard from God. Um, so I've drawn from her, and it's helped me with my children on how to do. And also her influence and her love towards my children have changed their life. So, anyway. Amen. And, and so, Gracie, I want to get back to you real quick as, as we're getting ready to wrap up. But so you're at go, and, and then you know, right, one, one year there, you know now there's a next step. But because I think so, so many times we, we can talk about, okay, so that's the step. Go to college, go here, whatever it is. Well, guess what? Wherever it is God's calling you, go, there's a next step. And, and so maybe talk about what you've learned in this year that's preparing you for that next step. And then we all know there's a step after that and a step after that and a step after that. Yeah. So my next step after go is to come back home and, um, serve in my church. I don't really know exactly what that's going to look like, like what job I'm going to have. Um, I, I don't really know all the specifics yet. Um, but I do know that there's a purpose for me going back home And so that, number one, is something that is going to kind of anchor me in that time that I'm back home, knowing that God told me to go home. Um, Because no matter what I go through, (laughs) no matter, like, what the struggles are, what um, the high points are, I'll just know, like, this is the purpose. This is for the plan. This is um, intentional. Um, And then number two, while I'm at go, knowing that I'm about to go home, there are some specific areas that I've 
um, kind of leaned more into knowing that I will not be in the same environment in this next step. So Go is a very sheltered environment. Um, It's like every day there's time for you to get um, personal time with the Lord. You're always serving. You're always around people who are in the same place as you, have the same intentions, the same... um, the same heart, um, and so I've, I have taken the time to make intentional decisions and um, start habits that will help me in this next step where it's not, um, uh, yeah, it's not as structured, um, so, you know, now I realize that my relationship with God cannot be Go Ministries, mm-hmm. my relationship with God has to be my personal relationship with God that can carry through any season I'm in. And so, um, yeah. So, so let me ask you this then, Gracie. So, so you know, right, what that next step is, but you don't know beyond that, right? So, so do you think a lot of people will struggle, will, will struggle with God because we want to see the whole picture, but very seldom does, does God do that with us? He's, he's looking for steps of obedience. And, and so often People will miss it because they don't take the the first step of obedience to get to the next spot on the map, and and so, do you think that's where maybe a lot of young people are? They they know a step, but they're like, I don't know beyond that, so they're afraid maybe to take that step. Because here's the thing: it takes some cur- courage and faith to do that. Totally, yeah. I think um, that just like I said, knowing that it was God who told me to go home really is the thing that will keep me. Um, because there are a lot of unknowns. There are, there were a lot of unknowns when I left home to come to go. Um, not everything was set out in a line, um, with like a checklist of like, you have to do this, this, and this, and this in your life, you know? Um, but I think I read Pastor Nancy's book, Responding to the Holy Spirit, and it, as soon as I got that word, go home after go, I knew I had to respond with obedience or the next steps wouldn't, I wouldn't get direction on the next steps um, because just like Abby said, like there's such purpose in the time that things are revealed and um, the order of the plan. And so, um, yeah, I just encourage you, like if you have a word from God and you don't know what the specifics are, if it's kind of like taking a leap of faith, I think just settle it in your heart. And um, I even had to write it down. I dated it and timed it in my journal so I could look back on it and know, like, hey, this is this is what God co- told me to do, so there's no questions asked, you know? Um, so I think just take what you know and hold on to it and stand on a scripture. Like, I don't know, one I always fall back on is Jeremiah 29, 11. Whatever he has planned for me is good, you know? Um, and things like that. So. Yeah, it makes me think of, like, Peter's stepping out of the boat, you know? He didn't know how the water was going to hold him up. He didn't know if the storm was going to stop or not. All he had was a word from the Father. All he had was that one word from Jesus, step out of the boat, come to me. And, and that step is what, is what activated the water being able to hold him up. You know, like I can't just walk out, you know, at my lifeguard job and walk on the water, you know. But, but that word from the Father is what sustained him. And I think that's what will sustain you in your life. You know, I, I don't know the, the next detail but I do have this word from the Father, and I'm going to step out of the boat and make that decision, that leap of faith. That's what will activate you seeing the next steps revealed to you. Amen. Do you have something? Yeah, I do. Proverbs um, 19.21. I thought this was good, and it goes with kind of what you got girls are talking about. It says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. 
And so the thing about purpose is it will cause you to stand. When Peter stepped out of that boat, he had purpose. What was that purpose? It was a word from God. A word from God will give you purpose in your life. You know, a word from God to go to Rama gave you purpose. A word from God gave you purpose to go to Go Ministries. But now a word from God gave you purpose to come home. You don't know every step right now, but you know the, the one that's important, and it's the next one. So you may not know every single step, but you know the next one, and that gives you purpose. And so when distractions come, the enemy comes talking to you about this and this and this, you've got purpose. You're settled in your heart. I'm not moving. You're like a tree planted by the water. I shall not be moved. Amen. And I think that's so important, Nicole. The most important step is the next step, right? It's not five steps ahead. It's not 10 steps, 10 steps ahead. When, when Nicole and I graduated Rayma in 1999, um, all God said was go home. The, the, we didn't we didn't have a church that sent us from home. Uh, the, there wasn't a, a job as far as ministry job to come back to. It wasn't, oh, yeah, come back and be our youth pastor, an associate pastor, come pastor this church. It was literally go home. And so the day after we graduated, we had a U-Haul loaded up. We we moved home. And it's like, okay, so so then what's the next step? And so we started taking these steps, and, and we, we were so uh, thankful to find uh, a pastor here, Pastor Ray Todd at the Assembly of God Church, that took us in and really mentored us and gave us opportunities to minister. And then when Lone Star, the church where we grew up at, was looking for a pastor, then then that was the next step. And and so that that was it. It wasn't, hey, we're I'm not moving home until I know. Are we going pastor? Are we going youth pastor? Are we going associate pastor? Are we going to do something? I'm not moving home until I get those answers. No, it's just take that next step. Yeah, and we moved home, like you said, not knowing even what we were going to be making. We took a church not knowing what the income was going to be, but we we obeyed and we took the next step, and it has been a wonderful, it's been a wonderful ride. Yeah, 19 years later, it, it's mm-hmm. it's just every day taking a step. The Bible says as believers, right, we walk by faith and not by sight. And and the world operates completely differently. That's why when, when you have scholarship offers and things and you say, I'm going to Raymer, I'm going to an internship ago, people are like, you're nuts, you're crazy. What? Because the world operates by sight, right? If you were to tell them, I'm going to Harvard or I'm going to Northwest Missouri State or I'm going to, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's good. Good for you. They, the world doesn't understand, and those places can be good if that's where God is leading you. But the world operates completely by what we can see, hear, taste right in this natural. But the Bible says, no, we don't operate that way. We walk by faith. Faith in what? Faith in the Word of God. So, you, so faith in the Bible, yes, but it's also faith in the Word that God speaks to you directly and personally through the Holy Spirit. And so you've got to be able to hear it, and you've got to be able to then and we just heard a message recently by Pastor Nancy Dufresne, how to respond to, to those messages when, when God speaks to you in the plan of God for your life. And so we're, we're so thankful you were with us this month and uh, thankful to have my wife, Nicole, with me. She's joined me a few times with the podcast and uh, having Abby and Gracie, my two nieces, with us uh, for this month's podcast. Thankful for that as well. And uh, look forward to being with you again next month. And uh, just excited each month to be able to share the Word of God with you. So we appreciate you listening and look forward to next time. Thank you for joining Pastor C.F. Rainey on the Talk Faith Podcast. Remember, if you are in Northwest Missouri, we would love for you to worship with us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11. 
For more information about us, please visit our website at LoneStarChurch.org or follow us online on Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others can share in the word. Thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to being with you again next month for another faith-building message from the Word of God.